welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we will be reviewing Fast Lane, which is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And let me just say that this Fast Lane is probably the nearest pay-per-view that the main roster could produce as an equivalent of an NXT takeover where each match just gives this main event feel. At the pre-show, we are given this United States Championship matchup with the United States Champion Matt Riddle, who is simply referred to as Riddle at WWE. But in this podcast, we will refer to him and his full name in Matt Riddle. And he goes against Mustafa Ali. Now, Matt Riddle came up with a clean win over Mustafa Ali in this match. But what was particularly interesting about this match, or at the end of the match rather, is that it just seemed as though Ali is planting seeds of a possible retribution breakup. And seeing how the roster is doing right now, that just doesn't seem to be a good idea. It just doesn't seem as though there's a place for everyone else at the roster with Retribution breaking up. Nor do we see an opportunity for them to rekindle that power in them, that group mentality in order to achieve what they want. Because we're really not seeing that anymore. There's really no direction to what Retribution wants. Who knows, maybe they're better as babyface. But right now, we just can't see what place Retribution can be in. Maybe they'll be in SmackDown once uh, once they're once we're given a superstar, I mean, a WWE draft. Like I said earlier at the beginning of this podcast, Fastlane gave this NXT TakeOver feel. However, that is not the case with all the matches. There are some matches that um, are very predictable. And there are also matches with bad booking. One of these matches is... Of course, uh, Bianca Belair and Banks, and Sasha Banks against the women's tag team champions in Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, where it has been predictable that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair won't win this, despite some comparisons with John Cena and Shawn Michaels being tag champs yet facing each other at WrestleMania, which given that this is a very limited women's division, it's just not working with the current atmosphere in WWE. Another one of these bad matches, which I would call a bathroom break match, would be Braun Strowman against Elias wherein Elias takes the place of Shane McMahon, who kayfabe has an injury prior to the pay-per-view. And this match just seems so excruciating, as there's no one in this match to 
be happy for, to cheer about. Braun Strowman has said insensitive things in the past, while Elias is taking Jackson Riker in his swing, who has said insensitive things in the past as well, supporting a political leader, which we'll not mention here, but um, let's just leave it at, at that, a bathroom break match, which really should have never stayed in this card, given that the WWE has taken steps on slowly minimizing their pay-per-views to three hours, so there was really no re- need for this match in this pay-per-view. But that is, thankfully, the last bad match in this pay-per-view as we move on to the match between Big E and Apollo Crews, which really showed its brutality and really showed how much they want the Intercontinental Champion. The only thing I hope that comes from this match is that we're able to see this match at WrestleMania again as both superstars are just so excellent at their craft and their ring work and they really show as though they hate each other and they need to win. This feud is what Big E needed to show off his single star push. It just makes sense that he is given the singles run as the New Day as a group, as a complete group in one roster, did their best work in front of an audience. And I really cannot wait for their possible rematch at WrestleMania. Another match that has been excellent and needs a match at WrestleMania would be this matchup between Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. And I just want to say that I'm just happy with the outcome of this match, despite Shinsuke not winning this. I would have loved to see Shinsuke win this, but this was the type of match, I mean, outcome that was unpredictable to most tenured wrestling fans. And I think that not a lot of wrestling fans would appreciate uh, the bo- the WWE booking for actually giving out a clean win for the heel in this match, which was Seth Rollins. But at this point, we're all tired of Seth Rollins as a heel. So hopefully, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura delivers an exciting match at WrestleMania and an exciting feud on their way to WrestleMania. I'm just so happy that Shinsuke is finally given this opportunity and given this match where they are not being held back with their talents, that this did not end up unclean and there was no interference whatsoever. So this is definitely a match that I would watch again and again. And I hope that Vince would pull the trigger for a Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Now, the match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton is difficult to judge. 
I think it was very predictable that the Fiend would return in this match, that it would be some sort of trap. Give now that he's facing Alexa Bliss. But at the same time, I guess people expected it to be sort of a cinematic type of match, which we were not given. Instead, we are given a regular ring type of match and with special effects. I just don't know what to feel about this. At this point, I think The Fiend should just win and get this over with. I didn't I wasn't a big fan of this matchup back in 2017. I thought that we'd finally just move on from this. Randy deserves better than this matchup after all he has done for the past year being reliving his legend killer gimmick. The Fiend also does not seem to be that exciting to me anymore. I feel like we've moved on from the need of having a scary type of superstar or a supernatural type of superstar because it really is difficult to judge that superstar at this day and age. It can't they can't be another Undertaker or Kane type because when they win a champion it just doesn't feel like it makes sense because these kind of superstars don't really need a championship but at the same time you don't want to just leave them hanging without actually achieving something so it is a weird case for the fiend but I just hope they settle this at Wrestlemania and then the fiend actually could take revenge from his previous defeats, his previous uh, bad bookings and previous bad matches, previous loss, which is which should be good for him. Moving on from that matchup between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, we are treated with the most brutal match in this pay-per-view, which is Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And the video work prior to this match was just so great showed all these past matchups against uh, with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and really tried to make us exciting excited for this match we see Drew McIntyre wearing face paint of his of Scotland and they really emphasized the fact that this was 20 years in the making and then that they've known each other for 20 years and how they really grow just to be in this industry. This match was the type of match that made good use of this no-holds-barred stipulation and its environment without having to sacrifice a well-technical match and it was a well-choreographed uh, matchup as well. What was not nice, however, was really just this missed opportunity that this could have been a championship match or any other added stipulation, which just begs the question, why is it that superstars nowadays are pretty much complacent with 
anyone go going to WrestleMania? Why isn't there this sort of fighting mentality to be able to be in the top spot, to be in the main event of WrestleMania? It's as though they've just accepted it at that point. That just doesn't add up to the prestige of being at WrestleMania anymore. John Cena tried to show off how difficult it is and what it means to be a part of WrestleMania. Yet, Sheamus seems to don't care that this match could qualify him for a spot at WrestleMania. And instead, as already previously stated, this match was about a 20-year relationship between uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Sheamus also missed the chance to be able to represent Ireland as Drew McIntyre or face paint of Scotland. It, it would have been nice for Sheamus to wear Scotland-inspired attires or, or have um, face paint as well. I am not upset about this match. It's not that I wish that this match did not happen at a pay-per-view. It's just that I feel like with Raw now giving more chance for matches that could have been pay-per-view level type of matches, that this could have been a match at Raw instead. I mean, a main event match at Raw instead. Or maybe even a mid-card WrestleMania match, and that's not a degradating opinion I mean, or status for that match. I just hope that it ends here between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. The main event of Fastlane featured Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship with Edge as the special enforcer. I like how this match had a slow start, then developed to something exciting with Daniel Bryan possibly winning this match, despite being an obvious win for Roman Reigns. Instead, we are given this predictable outcome that there would be an interference in this match with Daniel Bryan already almost winning this. But what I am particularly upset about is how Edge treats this match and how he treats his future WrestleMania opponent. There literally is no reason for Edge to be upset at anything. Whoever comes out of this match, whatever outcome of this match is, because he would still be in a championship match at WrestleMania. And I just hope that this character of Edge is not forever and we would eventually see him in NXT facing all these younger guys, all these talented younger guys with better booking and Edge could help the elevate those superstars. But with that said, I think it's pretty obvious that Daniel Bryan will be involved in this WrestleMania match for the Universal Championship with Edge and Roman Reigns. 
maybe Daniel Bryan would be the sort of a fall guy for this two superstars wherein maybe Edge may pin Daniel Bryan in order to protect Roman Reigns overall I can't be mad at this pay-per-view as WWE continues to try to be a lot more minimalistic as I've already said and remains to give a three-hour pay-per-view which is just as long as Raw however Raw just feels a lot more longer than any of these pay-per-views well that's it for this uh, review of Fastlane and I hope to see you in the next um, reviews for wrestling thank you and please take care